On this episode of the Get Stoked Podcast, I'll be diving into the beginnings of training camp for the NFL, plus why Michigan is traveling around the state. You'll find that, plus a little bit more, on this episode of the Get Stoked Podcast. Here we go. Welcome back to the Get Stoked Podcast. I am your host, Austin Stokel. And on this edition, on this glorious Friday evening, this one's going to be a little bit shorter, but I think I have some pretty good content for you. And that has to come in the form of the NFL as our first topic. So, of course, the past few days, it has been announced that NFL training camps have been kicking off and some teams more than others have been impressive, to say the least. And, of course, I'm talking about the Detroit Lions, the Baltimore Ravens, possibly the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's a whole slew of teams that could be in the mix here, and as as well as, of course, the reigning champions, Los Angeles Rams. And there isn't much to tell other than whatever position they may be in. For example, for instance, at the New England Patriots camp, onlookers anticipated that quarterback Mac Jones would raise his level of performance after the offense was almost shut out completely, scoring just one touchdown on 11 repetitions in a red zone drill at the end of Thursday's practice. So this has been going on for a good amount of this week. And of course, Jones did not disappoint showing that his connection with tight end Jonu Smith is in a better place than it was for the most part of last season. And he had another 20-yard pass. He had a few other passes. And then, of course, it was all Mac Jones, really, that you could tell on the offense. Of course, this is just training camp. And it's a far cry from what we're going to see in the upcoming season here in a couple months. And then in Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts and the offense had a rocky outing Friday following a strong showing in the opening practice on Thursday. And then in Tennessee and Washington, it was the young receivers who made their mark. Meanwhile, I'm going to transition over to Baltimore here for a second. Lamar Jackson remained sharp in Baltimore with a, and a pair of Bears rookies nabbed interceptions against Justin Fields. And going back to Lamar Jackson for a second, he just looks electric as ever. He looks like a quarterback hybrid and I think that's what he is is a quarterback hybrid or slash running back and he's going to carry this offense once again as you lost Hollywood Brown you lost some of your big receivers and it's just going to be you and a few lesser known players that really did not make that much of an impact last season but the big question for Baltimore and Baltimore fans is how can Baltimore turn this offense around and get it into a position where they can march down the field, score touchdowns, less field goals, and make it consistently and win every game and therefore going into the playoffs? Well, that's a question that has yet to be answered in Baltimore. 
And of course, their defense is another big question as well. Can their defense make the correct stops? Can they make the correct adjustments in just a short amount of time when they're playing an opponent like the Philadelphia Eagles, like Jacksonville? I'm throwing Jacksonville out there. I don't expect them to be to be very good this season, but I do expect to be Philadelphia. Uh, I expect Philadelphia to be the best in their division. I expect them to be better than Dallas. Dallas, to me, every year is overhyped, overplayed, over everything, really. It's Dallas. They're America's team, and I'm saying that in quotation marks. They have not shown me that they are America's team. In the past several years, in the past decade or two, that America's team has been the New England Patriots specifically on Tom Brady and how Bill Belichick have been running that team for the last two decades before Tom Brady went over or went south to Tampa Bay. And in my mind, Dallas had every opportunity to become like a Patriots team. They had every opportunity to go on to the playoffs, win consecutive games, make Super Bowl appearances, and they failed to do that every single time. They were close against Green Bay. They were close against Seattle. They were close against Green Bay one more time. After Aaron Rodgers defeats them single-handedly, once in Dallas and once in Green Bay, of course, with the help of the officiating, which we all can remember that game was not that great, whether Desmond Bryant or Des Bryant, rather, had the ball, hit the ground, did the ball help pop out or whatever it was. Of course, that's an infamous game in that bitter rivalry. And Dallas, they were lying on Dak Prescott, who, of course, last season was coming off an injury. I don't want to put too much on him yet, but this year I expect him to do so much more because he's much healthier. He's fully back from an injury. You have... You have CeeDee Lamb, who's going to be wide receiver one. You have Ezekiel Elliott, who's going to be a running back. And you have Micah Parsons at the defense, who has just been a young, aggressive defensive linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, these four people I just mentioned cannot do it alone. It's a team effort. And with the Dallas Cowboys, it seems more like an individual stance. And it's just not how you play the game. And Jerry Jones, he's, he's, he he said last year, Super Bowl or bust. And can they actually do that this year? Can they get in the right direction with Mike McCarthy behind the head coach? That is questions that we will be asking ourselves past training camp, past, past preseason, and into the regular season. And, of course, one other team I'd like to mention, of course, one being the Detroit Lions. I I do mean two now, but the Pittsburgh Steelers. They just had their stadium renamed to Acrisure Stadium. No one's going to get used to it, maybe 10 years down the road. But the fun thing is that Acrisure is actually a Grand Rapids-based company. And I think not a lot of people know that. But as they did their research into the article, they, of course, found it. And it is a billion-dollar company, a realty company, if I remember correctly, based right here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I find I find it really funny that a Michigan-based company won the bid to, to rename Heinz Field 
rather than a Pennsylvania-based company. And, of course, that's besides the point. And with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you have Chase Claypool, who did not finish practice Friday after suffering a shoulder injury during a live team period, and Mike Tomlin saying that he didn't have a high level of, con- high level of concern about it. With both Claypool and receiver Deontay Johnson in the midst of a hold-in, rookies Calvin Austin III and George Pickens made the most of their increased opportunities, and I'm sure they did. They're rookies. They want to prove themselves to this Pittsburgh team. But, of course, you also have the QB carousel going on, going on over there Excuse me, with Mitch Trubisky, with Mason Rudolph, and that's going to be, in my mind, Mitch Trubisky going to be leading that team over Mason Rudolph. And if you remember a year or two ago when Pittsburgh played in Cleveland, <laughs> I'm just laughing about it now, uh, Mason Rudolph kind of get a little feisty with defensive end of Cleveland. His name escapes me right now. Miles Garrett, there it is. And Garrett swinging Rudolph's helmet on him, basically giving him a concussion. And that, you know how it ends there. But, of course, with Pittsburgh, they got to find out what they're going to be doing after Ben Roethlisberger has retired. And with the Detroit Lions, they've proved that they can play. They've, they have the motivation. You have Dan Campbell doing down-ups with the players. You have Jared Goff throwing to players downfield for touchdowns. You have Aiden Hutchinson going in for QB pressures. You have the whole team is basically playing at another level, and it's starting to show, especially here, at training camp and I know I'm a little biased towards the Detroit Lions but I think this is going to be this beginning of a turnaround start for the organization I think this is this is not going to be the defining season but it's going to be a season that will trend upward for the organization as a whole with ultimately people saying you know what Dan Campbell was the correct choice after Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia sucked. He was terrible. Dan Campbell is the way to go. He is the coach that wants his players to do well. The players want to play for Dan Campbell, and it shows. It showed in the second half of last season. It's going to show in this season. And Jared Goff, a lot of people forget he took the Rams to the Super Bowl back in 2018, or excuse me, 2019. And a lot of people forget and how good he was. Yes, he was around great players like Aaron Donald. He took them to a Super Bowl. One of those calls was controversial in New Orleans, which, of course, should should have been called. I don't know. I still don't understand why it was not called. It was blatantly pass interference. One of the worst no-call penalties of all time. But again, the Rams made it to the Super Bowl. And Jared Goff led them there. It was not that great of an offensive performance on his part in the Super Bowl, but he still led them there. He knows what it takes to get back to the Super Bowl. And that is expertise that the Lions need on their team. Of course, if Matt Stafford ever came back, he can say, you know, I'm a Super Bowl champion. Let's go back to the Super Bowl. I know what it takes to get there. I beat Tom Brady. I beat Joe Burrow. 
in the Super Bowl. So he knows what it takes to get done. And with these Detroit Lions, I'm truly excited to see how they progress from training camp into the preseason and into the regular season. And we will stay tuned. Going down one step on the football ladder to collegiate football or college football rather Uh, I'm going to be talking about the Michigan Wolverines and what they've been doing the past two weeks and it all starts with them being in the state of Michigan and as everyone knows Jim Harbaugh and the athletic department took the team to Rome took them to South Africa took them to Europe took them on these extravagant trips for the team to just to go, I guess. I can't re- remember the exact reason why they did it, but they did it. And, I mean, it, of course, it didn't really translate onto the football field. But this year, this year, they decided to tour the state of Michigan. And that came to Detroit. It came to Grand Rapids, Grand Haven, which is on the western shore of Lake Michigan, took them up to Traverse City to Sleeping Bear Dunes. It went through Petoskey, my hometown. And and I say Petoskey because I'll get back to that in a second. Took them up to Mackinac Island. I believe it actually took them up to the UP a little bit. I'm not exactly sure. But it was a trip for the players to get to know their state and what they're playing for. And I thought it was a really great idea by the athletic department. Just take a bus all the way through the state, explore the state in its entirety, well, not entirety, but in its epicness, if you will, because Michigan has a lot to offer as a state. It has everything from low-altitude mountains to rivers to streams to plains to cliffs to Black Rocks up to Marquette to Petoskey Stones to big billowing beach sand dunes in Traverse City and the UP. It is just gorgeous all around and if you have not been to Michigan I highly suggest you do in your lifetime and I'm so fortunate to call it home it is very very awesome to live here and I'm going back to Petoskey now uh, because I saw a video posted at our high school stadium with two of the uh, graduating seniors posing with JJ McCarthy at on the on the track or surrounding the football field and it looks like they're going to be committing to Michigan there's a big block m on the scoreboard in the background and instead they zip unzip their their sweaters and it just says tuck coming and it, they ba- they basically pranked JJ McCarthy and it had him running away cuz he did not want to be affiliated with that whatsoever but i just thought it was very funny and a nice tie in to my hometown and of course, those two guys are actually going to be going to Michigan State. But I thought it was really funny that they did that to JJ McCarthy. At least they got the opportunity to meet JJ McCarthy. That is something not everyone gets to do, and I think that's truly phenomenal. But of course, with this trip, I think this is going to give them a little bit more sense of where they're playing in the state of Michigan. Because right now it's sunny it is warm it's low it's downwards the low 70s to mid high 80s sometimes but it is truly a spectacle to see that they're actually utilizing their athletic money for once 
to stay in the state and show the players where they're playing and where the University of Michigan resides in this great state of ours. And, of course, we'll still see who the starting QB goes to, whether it's McCarthy or McNamara. But, of course, will this affect how they play? I don't think it will, but will it give them something to remember? Absolutely. And when the Big Ten Media Day came out just a few days ago, I know Jim Harbaugh said that his players will not flinch against Ohio State and Columbus, and I believe that to be 100% true as of right now, but of course my mind may change come November where they may get flustered, they may be down 21-7 to at halftime, and they claw back, go up 28-21, and then the referees help out a little bit, get paid with a little cash on the table. I'm still salty about JT Barrett being short. Uh, yes, he was short. You cannot change my mind. And if you're an Ohio State fan, believe what you want to believe. But, of course, I'm excited for this year for Michigan football. I do believe they can get back to the national playoff. I believe they can beat Ohio State again. They need to beat Michigan State this season. And, of course, as the season gets closer, I'll be talking more and more about Michigan football. And I'm not the only page that does this. I know the, I guess the main page that you can find is the MGO Blue podcast here on Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. I'm kind of shouting them out a little bit because John Jansen and Brian Bush do a very good job of highlighting Michigan football. And of course, John Jansen does more of football and Brian Bush does more basketball. But it's really exciting how they narrow things down for Michigan fans and not just Michigan fans, but people who want to listen in and see if there's any insight to Michigan athletics. And they do a really good job over there on the uh, varsity podcast network and props to them, but Michigan let's go blue. You guys got this in the bag. And of course we're still well over a month away. So don't expect anything too much as of yet. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get Skilled Podcast. On next Tuesday's edition, I will be discussing more about the Detroit Tigers, where they stand, what their chances are of getting into the playoff, which right now it's about slim. It's about slim, as well as a little bit more about Detroit teams in general, a little bit more about what's going on in the national landscape. I will be discussing Brittany Griner, as that is a hot topic as of now. Uh, that will be on my on my checklist, if you will. But stay tuned for this upcoming Tuesday's edition of the Get Stoked podcast. Have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll see you Tuesday.